Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 179. If pigs did fly, then would we have bed witness to swine flu? My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. You know what? That sounded so much better in my head. It's a pun. Yeah. No, get it now. Go on. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, and I am your very own bed witness. I'll come and witness. Your bed? Your bed. I, I don't understand. That's, uh, that's terrible. Sorry about that. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, I, f- I feel so off mic. See, we should have gone with the first run through. We, we really should have. Uh, in this episode of Box Cutters, it is, of course, all about television. And there's so much to talk about this week that we don't even what have a guest. None. No. No, but uh, we've got plenty of people out in the green room who, uh, who, who, who will have their own, have their own party. Pod- without even knowing about it. They're we're, applauding. We're that. like a party podcast. We, we also have no review of a show this week either. No, we Because uh, someone forgot to watch it. Well, or maybe because someone was really nasty in the paper. <laughs> well, that is also true. Uh, because we will be talking about Henry Stride. A name becoming increasingly familiar to people in Melbourne. Yes. Uh, We'll uh, also be revisiting some uh, old television and seeing if it holds up as it did when we were younger. We've got an I Don't Buy It. We've got some crap TV. A little bit of If You Watch One Thing. The Box Cutters Quiz. As always, though, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Star of stage and screen, most notably though screen, and more notably than that, the small screen, B. Arthur of Golden Girls and Maud fame has passed away age 86. She was 86 is the number you were going for there, Josh. Yeah. You, you, know, what I've, you know what I've discovered? What? It really helps having the news up in front of you when yeah. you're doing the news. Uh, anyway, that's it. B. Arthur uh, passed away, age 86. <laughs> well, she- that, that's it. Oh, God, that was very kind of callous. Oh, not- There's it. B. Arthur, she's dead. Well, you know what? We were expecting it. According to Brett, I mentioned Maud. <laughs> in passing. In passing. Some sure months did. back. A number of weeks ago. Like, before I was... Before I was... It, Before I went on my holiday. It does yeah. worry me that we've got the point out if anyone dies, we just try and track it back to Josh somehow. But, but Josh, at that point, B. Arthur was completely well, and uh, <laughs> you gave her cancer. Anyway, right. can I mention B. Arthur? I actually thought it was a bit sad. I thought she was a really great comedic performer. I mean, she was genius. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, the, they won a whole heap of awards. Golden Girls went for a lot longer than I thought it did, 1985 to 92, um, won 10 Emmys. And in recent years, B. Arthur also appeared on Curb Your Enthusiasm and Malcolm in the Middle, and also, of course, in Australia, which came over for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, I believe, was it last year or the year oh, before? I think the year before. year before. She did a, a one-woman show just uh, talking just her. about herself. Yeah. Look at me, I'm B. Arthur, I think it was cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you, over here. I'm B. Arthur. And then there's B. Arthur. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, great kind show. of a riff on Maud that uh, no, nobody really <laughs> remembered. But B. Arthur was a, a fantastic talent, and uh, it is sad to see her go. But at the same time, if anyone had seen her in the last few years, she couldn't really do much work anymore. So from a working perspective, it was all over. Like, she forgot how to act? or what No, 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 no. She was, she was 
she she had uh, age had caught up with her, and uh, and obviously so had uh, had illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was getting weaker, and uh, it even was... before the cancer that you gave her. I didn't give her cancer, Brett. A- Angela Lansbury was quoted as saying, I'm deeply saddened by her oh. passing, but also relieved she's released from the pain. So, presumably, yeah, not, things are not going too well. Josh? No, 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 no. What happened was uh, Angela Lansbury forced her to sit in front of uh, a whole lot of episodes of Murder, she wrote. Wow. You guys, you've just said Angela Lansbury. Yes, unfortunately. Sorry, listeners. Josh has just killed Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Stay tuned in the yeah, next couple yeah, of weeks. Grab hold of your bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> Speaking of things dying, you've got something there, haven't you, Brett? You, you've got uh, a, a national broadcaster? Uh, yes, SBS, the uh, special broadcasting service, allegedly. Um, <laughs> is that is that alleged broadcasting, <laughs> alleged special, service? Ale- alleged special broadcasting service. Right, okay. Um, is uh, scaling back local production following a shop sharp drop in commercial revenue, uh, cancelling two planned series and postponing three others. Um, anything that has been greenlit up to this point is still going ahead. Um, uh, but but anything starring Rebel Wilson uh, might not be. Uh, was a second series greenlit of Bogan Pride? I, I don't know, but uh, you know, there's always a Rebel Wilson SBS project in the wings. Uh, that seems to be the way. The um, ones that have been greenlit uh, include several food series, a gardening show, two quiz programs, and a documentary series. Well, th- isn't the the gardening show just Vasily's garden? Where he didn't actually go back to SBS. He went. He went. He of his own choice. He went, went to, back to thirty one. Look, I, mean, I read this. The article I read basically said um, SBS says that they're not going ahead with some shows they haven't announced until they find out whether or not they've got the money to go ahead with them. So they're na na na. That was that was well, what I read. I mean, is yeah. It, why not just shut up about it? Yeah, it, it did seem a bit like yeah they were just trying to kind of scare the government. Or well, their, something. their projected revenue was has uh, fallen short by eight to nine million dollars for uh, the I guess the financial year. Uh, well, whose hasn't? I know mine has. I was hoping to make eight million dollars this year. I've made nowhere near that. You know what? I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see SBS do. I don't know, show some some uh, content from uh, other countries in other languages. That'd be cool. Someone the, should do that. Yeah, someone should totally. There's a do real that. niche there for Australian television. I, I think. I think so. If they if they did that, maybe they could uh, get some audience. Uh, also, off the back of that shortfall, uh, SBS is warning its staff that uh, there may have to be job cuts. Um, the budget is coming up soon. It's in May at some point. The, fe- and, the federal uh, budget. The federal budget. Um, I, I suspect that uh, Sean Brown's uh, making a bit of a, 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 a thing, a gambit for uh, for increased funding. Um, even H- though, hang on, hang on. E- even though, uh, given given what is a uh, Instituted at the network, um, it's a lot harder for him, I think, to uh, to actually argue the case for more government money, more taxpayer money, um, when he's been such a vocal exponent of uh, advertising on SBS. Yep. And, and also, you can buy South Park on DVD now. So you know, what's SBS for? Well, yeah, I want to see South Park in Spanish, and then you know, Chappelle as many ads into that as you can. <laughs> but the uh, I mean, this this is the thing. Corby, it, not Dave. C- correct. Yes. Uh, I can see where the confusion would come in with mm-hmm. SBS. Uh, but then again, Dave Chappelle, also a show in English and just a show from America. I mean, this is this is the thing. You know, go back to your roots, SBS. Uh, if you're going to have advertising, fine. 
but what about having excellent? I mean, last year we had that uh, we we had that French show Spiral, but we hardly ever get uh, get dramas like that on SBS anymore. It's a it's a Inspector shame. Rex is still there. There's that depressing grey Dutch one. Depressing uh, grey Dutch crime, I think it's called. I, I can't uh, remember. Oh, it's, the... um, it's uh, yeah, the windmills of crime. <laughs> it's called. <laughs> Anyway, in in other things that are possibly being cancelled, but probably aren't, News.com today announced this. It sounds unlikely, even as I say it. The 10 Network will axe The Simpsons and replace it with more news, (laughs) extending the one-hour 5pm bulletin to 90 minutes. Insiders confirmed the financially troubled network. Financially troubled network. I like that. That's that's like, you know, colourful racing identity. Financially troubled network. (laughs) But that could be any of them. It could no longer pay the fee of $25,000 for each episode. 10 says dropping The Simpsons would save $6 million a year. Now, it would also, you know, wipe out 98% of their programming, so I'm not entirely sure that would be true. And Brett, you, you've now said that's been Charles denied. Charles have denied uh, this afternoon that they'll be dropping The Simpsons. And uh, media commentator Harold Mitchell, who gets his snout in everywhere, um, has said that, uh, yes, uh, surely 10 would be would go insane before they actually drop The Simpsons. Well, look, apparently the, the 90-minute um, news thing is, is going ahead. And, and this is bit I loved. No, in, secret in pilot shows have been filmed in most state capitals. I thought they a secret pilot show of the news. Well, also, the, uh, the reports I was reading was that they're in rehearsal, but uh, assumedly it would be the same presenters of the news that are going to be doing it. And how much rehearsing do they need? Well, no, no. I, I, saw, uh, I saw an item that said uh, that Hugh Remington was going to be uh, part of the Channel 10 uh, 90-hour news special. Uh, the, uh, it's just going to be 90 what? hours of news in one week. 90 hours of news. Get all out of the way. Together. <laughs> all out of the way. Done for the year. And I just it's, had to point out... It'll be like the Olympics. And so it won't be actually <laughs> the, be part the, of the... Uh, three weeks of the news. The, yeah. the thing that I like about this, this story is that clearly whoever at news.com.au thought it would be a good idea to write this story didn't necessarily think it would be a good idea to do their research uh, because surely a phone call to Channel 10 Publicity would have solved this problem. Well, maybe we'll still be proved wrong. Maybe maybe 10 will dump The Simpsons. Well, but but 10, have, 10 have just announced that they are going to be showing The Simpsons in widescreen when The Simpsons goes, goes widescreen, wide but they're not going to be showing it in uh, high definition because, oh, whoops, we got that wrong. But uh, but they will be showing it in standard definition digital widescreen mm-hmm. uh, with, the, the, uh, with the new credits and everything like that, or the new opening title mm-hmm, sequence. Yes. Uh, like, it, really, if you know the very faintest thing about what's happening in the world of Channel 10 and The Simpsons, you would think twice before writing that story. That's very true. I'd also like to point out the other thing from this article is that uh, it mentioned the high-risk strategies being plotted in Sydney by 10's national new supremo, Kathy Schnitzeling. Kathy Schnitzeling is the best name ever. I wish my name was Kathy Schnitzeling. And just to clarify on the uh, Hugh Remington uh, story, he has been at uh, CNN after being on Channel 9 News for a long time. He's actually going to Canberra and he's going to be 10 senior political correspondent. Um, so he won't be anchoring anywhere. Right. Uh, any particularly long news service. Uh in, uh, in Freeview news, and we will be talking about Freeview a little bit more later on in the show. Will we? Yeah. I love talking about Freeview. I know you do. Uh, according to the Australian, uh, Freeview has had to, uh, had to agree that its $50 million marketing campaign was misleading consumers, and, uh, and it said that it had 15 channels, and really it only has five. Uh, <laughs> or 10. 
<laughs> well, uh, the the uh, the campaign uh, promised fifteen digital channels and the EPG, and uh, and it was ah oh, in the Australian they talk about the uh, YouTube parody, mm-hmm. which of course was Mark Fennell and Danny Lee. Uh, if you didn't see their show, you missed out. It was good. John went. I went. Brett. I was uh, looking after somebody with pneumonia, as it happens. A yeah, story. yeah, thanks, Josh. Yeah, M- yeah, you're mean. Um, yeah, excellent show, and, and of course you can hear them on last week's show if you missed it. Yes, that. so so I think uh, I have, think you, have it, you got the the, uh, the DVD of the show that you can uh, pass to me for just for review purposes? <laughs> uh, no, but I'll send you a link to to a torrent of the show. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, la 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 la. The um, <laughs> uh, so so uh, it, the ad made it sound like there were going to be fifteen more channels. And really, they've revised that, and now in a new ad, they're saying five more channels. On top of the five that you currently have? On top of the five that you currently well, have. It, minus one, because you can't get channel 31 anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so m- minus one, but also not necessarily taking into consideration the existing standard definition digital channels in addition to the other channel seven, channel nine channels uh quite frankly they don't know what they're talking about and i think uh, even when they try to dig themselves out of a hole all they do is manage to confuse everyone else around them and go oh, so, oh free to wear television oh okay how much does that cost yeah it's such a dud, not, dud of an idea when there are uh, much better uh, implementations of digital uh, receivers but we'll be talking about that in, in, a, in a little moment, uh, I in, believe. In a little, uh, in a little moment, we'll uh, we'll cover that. In I don't buy it. If you uh, if you went to boxcutters.net uh, and saw the YouTube video that I put up of the latest Freeview ad, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, you'll do find it now. out in minutes to come. Gillian Anderson, according to the Daily Express, may be in Doctor Who. It's another article that's almost probably wrong because, you know, it's an English newspaper. They make stuff up. Gillian Anderson, famous for playing Scully in the X-Files, uh, possibly going to be in a Doctor Who special or perhaps not. Um, it's what? based on an insider telling the paper. We all know that unnamed insiders are the best way you can ever get you know, news. <laughs> um, they even uh, suggested she might play the Rani or perhaps someone else. <laughs> so there you go. An insider says oh. Scully might be in Doctor Who, perhaps playing the Rani so or someone else. It's what, the Rani or... Oh, like- that maybe was a spoiler. Who knows? <laughs> I could just make up random stuff now. Some of it would be spoilers because yeah, you never know. Some of it might be true. Is but- the insider just saying that uh, the new head writer, Stephen Moffat... Wants her to uh, appear? No, the insider, well, according to the article here, just says the running would be perf- a perfect role for her as the character used to be regarded as one of the Doctor's most deadly opponents, while also adding the team behind the show are keen for the next Doctor to have lots of new enemies. Uh, That's the only quote I have from the insider here, but um, I haven't got the full article, so you, you may the, be right. <laughs> uh, So did you hear that for the next series of Doctor Who... They're going to use the reanimated corpse of Audrey Hepburn as K9. <laughs> I believe that's 100% true. One, uh, oh, spoiler there. Apologies sorry. to everyone. Spoiler. Sorry. Reanimated I, corpse, Audrey Hepburn as K9. Spoiler. I got that from an insider. Stephen Moffat. 
Uh, speaking of insiders, there are widespread rumours that uh, Girl Colleen wasn't actually the first choice uh, to host this year's Logie Awards. But the reanimated corpse of Audrey Hepburn <laughs> wasn't available. She's always my first choice, the reanimated oh. corpse of Audrey Hepburn. There is strong speculation that Stephen Curry was actually the first choice. Um, he was uh, asked at the Astro Awards last week, um, and uh, he t- wasn't exactly forthcoming uh, saying hey. I can't remember if I was uh, oh, he, he was asked if he was actually the first choice to, uh, yes. yeah. and uh, and, yeah, and yeah. he went I may have been I may not have been why don't you ask my agent surely said, they know I think a lot of people were asked to host the Logies I reckon they probably asked everyone to host the Logies because oh. he of course has been chatting with Henry Stride and knows that Greta Colleen is way too old to be allowed on television but we'll be getting to that in a bit too nice teasers yeah that's what I said, all the boys. Uh, <laughs> CSI has topped a TV poll. Now, this is a, a poll by a company that I've never heard of before, but everyone uh, in... Is like, it run by insiders? It is. So, so uh, an insider poll. Now, this is a harassed a Harris poll, not no, a no, harassed. A harassed poll, harassed we would poll. say in English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a Harris poll this week asked adults to pick their two or three favourite television shows of all time. So, uh, as, as soon as... Yeah, that sounds scientific. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they go two or three. But this has made news. Uh, and so, uh, among the 15 shows getting the most mentions, four were sitcoms, MASH being the most popular amongst those, and uh, and number two in total. Uh, 62% of respondents to the poll... Uh, said that one sitcom or another w- was uh, among their faves, so people like sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> this is groundbreaking stuff. I'm so glad you brought this new story. But, <laughs> but CSI was the uh, top vote getter in this. What I like about this survey, though, is it's not really tell us your favourite TV shows. It's it's really name three TV shows that come to mind. Ten percent of respondents said, "Who are you and how did you get this email?" <laughs> Yes, I will give you my money, Harris Pohl from Nigeria. <laughs> uh, uh, in a very clever segue, here's this news. In America, <laughs> Chuck uh, is is coming to the end of its second season. I don't think we've covered Chuck. Oh, yeah. By we, I mean you. Have you covered yes, Chuck? Yes, yes we, we have. Right. Big we have, and, and therefore... Sorry, I thought I reprogrammed your mind. <laughs> to know my pre-box yeah, cutter Just to, to pretend that you were always sitting in Ross's chair. <laughs> uh, and and it, so I thought I got his memories and put them into you. Yeah, did it, did it go down well then? Did you like Chuck? I, I love mm-hmm. Chuck. Okay. I, it's uh, it, it was actually my pick of the week. My uh, my if you okay. watch one thing this week. Well, the season finale of Chuck is is airing. I think it's this week in the US. And curiously, fans of the show have started um, campaigning uh, for it to not be axed, even though it hasn't been axed yet. I, I just kind of I'm quite taken with the idea that <laughs> campaigns to save shows now start before shows are even in trouble. Uh, the, there's a popular site in the US which uh, announced that it had been re-signed for a new series. And oh, okay. Then yes. there was an- another announcement saying, "Oops, I jumped the gun." 
down a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, apparently hasn't actually yet been resigned. Josh Schwartz, the producer, has said he had a good meeting with NBC. That was only quite I could find a good meeting. No one's quite sure what that means. But the uh, the campaign uh, is that fans of the show are urged to go to Subway. And <laughs> I'm sorry, is this a campaign to save a show or is this some really weird viral marketing? Cam, uh, fans of the show are urged to go to Subway and buy a sandwich to support the show. Presumably then a lot of Twittering and emailing will follow and we'd wager that Subway are ho- hoping a whole host of other shows will follow this protest lead. That was from um, Den of Geek. But yeah, so apparently I, the, I, I don't know what I, Subway I prefer, sandwiches have to do with Chuck. I prefer the... No, I think that's just Subway trying to make money out of it people. It would be who, clever though, wouldn't it? It'd be very clever for someone like somebody to go, yeah, start a viral thing going, save Dollhouse. Dolls are like sandwiches. They're full of meat that they can't see. I don't know. It's like... Well, on uh, on TV Squad, they have a much better suggestion on, on how you can save Chuck. Uh, they suggest writing an open letter to the NBC. Just write an open letter. Or write a letter. Do you need to send it? Or can you just... You well, know, if, if you're writing an open letter, you just paper. you just need to get it published in the yeah. newspaper. Uh, but uh, a, a number of... TV reviewers and uh, and critics have been doing that in their newspapers throughout the US. So uh, it is a highly acclaimed show uh, as as far as critics go. Uh, there are a, a lot of viewers who like it, but it's not getting the huge numbers uh, that it could be. Then again, I think if they looked at the DVD sales, I'm sure they'd find out that it was worthwhile. And it's an extremely worthy show to be uh, greenlit for another season. Something that shouldn't have been greenlit <laughs> ever. I think <laughs> it's uh, the US uh, animated version of Sit Down, Shut Up. Did you, did you watch the first episode, Brett? I did have a look at it. So did I. It was freaking dire. I loved it. Oh, I thought God, it was I hilarious. It. it was fast. Really? It was, it was, it was, it was really, really pacey. Like the, the jokes really come thick and fast. And uh, jokes? It was full of jokes. I looked at jokes. some pictures and I was impressed that it's done in Dot and the Kangaroo style. Yeah, I like that I too. Which I didn't realise. So it's I, all real backgrounds in front of him. It's actually, actually Yoram Gross is doing that. Yoram Gross. Bless no. him. He's Australia's most prolific filmmaker. Incidentally. Well, it, oh, right. it yeah. seems that uh, as a whole, the country of the United States of America is behind me, Josh. <laughs> because <laughs> only 5.2 million yeah, viewers over there, which uh, would yeah. translate to about uh, half a million here. Yeah, you and who's um, on it? You, you remember that that's, that's the same country that elected in. and then re-elected George W. Bush. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that's a state-by-state thing. That's a, about uh, electoral college votes <laughs> and uh, not an overall first-past-the-post kind of thing. Uh, it lost nearly a third of its lead-in from The Simpsons in its uh, demographic, in, in its targeted demographic of 18 to 49-year-olds and uh, people then actually came back uh, for Family Guy. A funny animation afterwards at oh no 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 i think uh, i think they came back for because they thought that it said sit down sh- shut up starting soon and they went oh i'll just go make a cup of tea and then got distracted because the phone rang <laughs> came back and went oh sit down shut up should be on now it's oh it's family guy so the boxes show you like now the new, the new nielsen boxes you know had to answer the phone unexpectedly yeah yeah they do they That's do nice. and oh, oh it's uh, it's family guy and they uh you know it, essentially killed themselves because they hate Family Guy so much. Uh, But that, of course, meant that the television was still running. Well, I had to uh, go back and and start from episode one, series one of Arrested Development to get the taste out of my mouth. It was horrible. I think it's... I'm looking forward to to further episodes. And, of course, once there are three of them, we three will tell you what we think. Again.
You know someone else who tells you what he thinks? Who, who, Bill who? Collins. Oh. oh, about the movies, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? I was just going to end it. No, no, I think it's important. Right. Well, Bill Collins uh, is being inducted into the Logies TV Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's it. That's enough. And that. He's not even on TV. Is the Box Cutters News. He's on Foxtel. That's not TV. Box Cutters. John Richards, you've been wanting to do this segment for a little while. I have. We, we got a letter quite a while back now from a, a box cutterer from the lovely Stacey, and Brett and his best letter-reading voice will now read it. Dear gentlemen of the box cutters, what price nostalgia? Is it always better to leave those shining happy memories in the past rather than risk re-watching a beloved show from childhood only to realise how awful it is? I've been listening to your show for a couple of months now, and I'm going through the archives. In one show, I heard someone mention only in passing The Mysterious Cities of Gold, which was my favourite show as a child, next to the original Doctor Who. When it was finally released on DVD last year, I hesitated to revisit it, fearing that the overwhelming positive feelings associated with the show would crumble as I inevitably realised that tastes always change and maturation brings with it enhanced discernment that as an adult leaves most of those cherished childhood favourites looking pretty sad and ghastly. However, I relented and watched Cities of Gold again. To my overwhelming pleasure, I thought it was still fantastic. So rather than befouling those childhood memories, it confirmed that I was right all along. Of course, the show hasn't changed in those 20 years, but I had. And it was curious to delineate why this show still worked as an adult viewer. Was it only the childhood nostalgia? If I'd never seen it as a child, would I still have enjoyed watching it now? Depends on the particular show, I guess, but in the case of Cities of Gold, the show itself was still an excellent program and tells a compelling imaginative adventure story, the likes of which we simply no longer see in children's programming. No great point here, just rambling. Thought the topic might make for an interesting discussion on the show. John, do you, do you remember Casey Kasem's uh, American Top 40 and the uh, Last Songs of Dedications? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The long distance dedications. Long distance. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. No, but I mean, so the, actually, the point I, I thought was pretty interesting, apart from the fact there is a lovely story arc there, there's a lovely emotional journey that, that Stacey goes on, which Are I quite sa- enjoyed. Saying I sound like Casey Kasem. No, I'm saying that whole, uh, whole, that whole yeah. letter reading thing sounded. Uh, but I liked, um, she says, what price nostalgia? Sounded more like Shaggy from the studio. <laughs> what price nostalgia? <laughs> And I was thinking about the fact that, that you know, with, with Box Cutters, we, we have gone back and looked at, at older shows. So yes. not necessarily, yeah, kids' shows, but, like, we looked at um, The Dismissal, which I think we all remembered being a really great quality piece of Australian television to discover. It's really bad. It's mm. just, it's it's quite bad. In Blue Murder. Nothing <laughs> compared to Wonderbelly these days. Josh, Josh uh, was, was quite angry about how, how oh. badly Blue Murder had aged. Oh, really? So why yes. do you, just... Why? Why do you even do that? Why? Now, John's trying to do a thing here. Let him do his no, thing. No, 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 I'm going with it. It's, it's, it's a discussion, Josh. It's open to everyone. Um, but, yeah, and I was thinking about that letter because I was thinking about the fact that, that um, I think having watched a few things recently to go back for, for box cutters and being surprised, sometimes better, sometimes worse, that television, in a way, is a lot like music and particularly electronic music, which I think you'll be able to understand this, Brett, when... Mm-hmm. There's that thing where electronic music comes out and, and you know, like, you know the, the snare sound, the 808, snakes, 808 snares are in, or you know, 99s or 303s, whatever. They're, they're very in, and everyone goes, oh, yeah, that's the sound. And then very soon after that, they're horrendously dated. Like, like you can't listen to that piece of music without going, oh, that's a bit cringingly dated. But then a few years pass again, and suddenly it's fine. You know, you no longer have a problem with that. And I think with a lot of television, 
it dates really quickly. And Doctor Who's one that you know, I've watched a lot of. And there was a time which the, the shot and videotape, the really horrible, garish, kind of harsh video and you know, the cheap effects and whatever, that looks bad. But after a while you go, you know, that's just what it looks like. And you start to notice other things. And the acting in Doctor Who I find really interesting. The people you remember being good actors are suddenly very, very bad actors. And the people you'd never noticed before, like the woman who played Barbara in the 1960s, she's fantastic. You know, and it's just kind of curious to go, that's really odd. I've never noticed you being a really good actor because your acting style has come into vogue, whereas everyone else's, you know, now looks very much of its time. Well, well because, uh, you know, Doctor Who, especially, there were BBC stage actors. Yes, and it all done in a very stage-like manner. Mm. But also, I was curious, watching things like uh, Larry Sanders, I was watching recently, the Larry Sanders show, and it looks really bad. I was quite surprised. It just, because it's inspired so many shows that came after it, it now looks a little bit ropey. Like, it's it's obviously the one that the others all copied, but it just has a... Yeah. They've been able That's, to make it better as they've gone along, as, as well, yeah, evolution has proceeded. Exactly, they've yeah, finessed the idea. That's weird, because I, like, I, I find with sitcoms, mm-hmm. generally... Uh, not saying Larry Sanders is is a sitcom in that vein, but in uh, taped in front of a live studio audience, sitcoms that were very popular, if not the most popular ones of their day. Uh, I'm thinking of Different Strokes, and I'm thinking of Happy The Days. Cosby Show. Yeah, it's impossible to see what the appeal was. Oh, really? In those shows, just as, because not only has uh, has our collective sense of humour changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also that stiltedness of uh, of the way it was produced. Also, what? the what? acting in different strokes is appalling. But, I mean, comedy is so of its time, though. It's always... And their apartment was actually in the, uh, the Twin Towers. Was it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you say these things, we almost believe. Let the Blood Run Free, actually, was another one which I, I, I thought it dated quite badly, which was... You know, again, with comedy. Because I, I love I mean, that. That was, that was kind free. of intentionally bad taste no, at but, the time. but it's almost more, again, that thing that it, it was, I think, doing something quite interesting that has probably been taken a bit further since then. Well, so you y- yes, up- the, it was shocking at the time. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was shock humour for a lot of it. And uh, since then, we're shocked by a lot less because we've seen so, like we've seen those jokes yeah, yeah. so many times since. It's funny too, I was saying, when you were just saying things about those, those shows, you go, how, why were they so popular? If you try and look at those sort of huge action series of the, the 70s and 80s, the kind of the Charlie's the Angels and the, yeah, those sort of shows that we remember being glamorous, sexy American action shows and like Charlie's Angels they don't do anything it's all it's all you know tiny sets and three people chatting and then you know one chase across an ice rink and that's you know that's it in each episode there's there's it just surprised me we remember these things as being so much you know more interesting and paced and exciting as they really were the, uh, greatest American hero the A-team uh Scarecrow Mrs. Scarecrow King. Mrs. King yeah yeah Knight Rider all of those are just get on with it. Where's the action? <laughs> These were action shows and they had no action in them. Six million dollar man. Yeah. Which was all was, time taken up with, with the uh, super slow run. And with those, you always get those incredibly exciting opening credit sequences. Wonder Woman. You're going, you know, in tonight's show, this amazing stunt, which will come in the last minute of the yes. show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, this week on, on such a. You can expect. You would get spoilers for the show. Just before yeah. the show. So that was curious when Stacey said, you right. know, is it us who've changed or is it the shows? And it's weird because the shows obviously can't change, but 
but yeah, you're watching going, this was exciting when we were kids. Now it's tedious. How did that happen? What what has happened? I, I think television has evolved is, is probably the true answer to that. It's- I'd be really interested to go back in a- another eight years' time and look at the box cutter's golden age of television uh, available from the You Do Buy It store on the uh, boxcutters.net site. Uh the uh, the golden age of television and looking at all those shows that we listed as being wonderful from 1996 to 2006. Uh, Larry Sanders is included in them, mm-hmm. but but I'd like to see them as a whole ten years down the track and, and see, and see if them, yeah. I wonder if you know if we'll think. Oh, I there, thought Deadwood was better than this. There are a couple of exceptions. I, I recently watched season. I can't remember it was one or two or something of the uh, the Twilight Zone. You know, from like 1959, 1960. It's amazing. The cinematography is really astonishing, and I was I was quite shocked how good it looks. Um, especially because this is the first version they've actually cleaned up a bit. I think so. It's like going. That's astonishingly good. Stuff obviously maybe people who worked in Hollywood and have ended up working in TV at the time, and but, but also Rod Serling was a great storyteller, and, uh, he, had, and, and he had a very good reputation at yes. the time as well as a writer. So and, I think he could probably get people. And so how do you find the nineteen uh, eighties Twilight Zone episode? I haven't watched that for a while. I'd be curious to see it. I imagine it would look a bit frosted. You know, remember there was a very high frosted look in the eighties that we all thought looked glamorous, but in fact. Just looks a bit weird now. And the other thing, um, I watch Silk Stalkings because I, I keep trying to push this as a things you may have missed, but Josh points out that's for good shows and not Silk Stalkings. <laughs> but um, but there'll be a week we get desperate. And <laughs> one of the things, because I, I love Silk Stalkings, late night, terrible, terrible TV show we watched while I was in a share house. And watching it recently, I was horrified to discover it was fully aware of how bad it was. It was, it was actually almost sort of postmodernly ironic and that somehow ruined it for me. I always thought it was it was deliberately I thought it was accidentally a terrible program. It was quite deliberately a terrible program. And in the same time slot, the uh, channel nine, ten thirty, eleven thirty time slot, uh there was Wise Guy mm-hmm. uh which I thought was fantastic Wise Guy with Ken Wall, which was full of intrigue and had a single storyline that went over the entire season, which was just unheard of then and uh, and you had to watch each episode to know what was going on. And uh, and really exciting stuff. And then I went and watched some of that again about ten years later, and uh, just went, "Where's the intrigue? What's the? This is just all boring schmaltzy drama." And it, it is that thing of we get a taste of something, so where we expect that something is wonderful, and uh, and then we remember that it's wonderful in our minds. But then going back to it, no, it was the start of it. You're entirely right, John. You are 100% correct in your thesis. And Silk Stalkings, fun, (laughs) but not good. So, yeah, so thank you, Stacey, for sending that in. I I, I am curious, yeah, are we going to look at the Golden Age TV in 10 years and just go, oh, that stuff's all bad? Because it'd be awful. I mean, that's quite depressing, though, to think that we're going to come back to these shows, you know, and I'm going to say Six Feet Under, and you're going to look at me like that way. But Six Feet Under, first series, I think it's a superb piece of of, television making. Are we going to come back to these things and go... Oh, it's a bit clumsy. I'll Ooh. do that today. Yeah. The format ratio is all weird. We can do that. <laughs> aspect, yeah, yeah, aspect ratio, all weird. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows the ads. 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 Follows the I've put up a YouTube video of the new Freeview ad. Uh, it goes for one minute. And it basically goes through a whole 
bunch of moments that television was there for when uh, when, when it happens. So it goes from the moon landing to uh, uh, the, you know this thing on the logies, that can, thing can on we the play logies. It? Do we? Do we have? Yeah, I Mr. Can... Squiggle and I like the boy. Yeah, and there's so I, I'm playing. I'm playing it now. Let's. Uh... Welcome to television. They're uh, smashing the uh, building wall. Tiananmen Square. America's Cup. Uh, Biggest Loser and Tom Cruise. Sally leaving home and away. Olympics. Princess Mary of Australia. Uh, There's uh, some... Oh, that was quick. She was only just kissing Prince Charles. Television gives us so much. Switch to Freeview Digital Television now and get more. More moments. Five more channels for free. Who was that saying? More for free. Your Australian Idol. That oh, that was like uh, uh, Andrew Andrew G or was the other one? Or oh, the other it's, one? Uh, yeah, bit screamy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Declan. S- sounded and, like and uh, Paul McDermott. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't. So that's that's the ad. It's a whole lot of moments from Australian television history. It's quite random though, because I mean, the, it, the it moments is. are like yeah, incredibly important moments next to a shot of Biggest Loser, and it's somehow. I, I found it mildly offensive. It was just kind of like going, here's the event which many of these people died. Here's the biggest loser with her. You know, they're of equal importance. You know, it was just, yeah, odd, odd. The thing that really gets me, though, is the switch to Freeview digital television. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a very w- odd Wouldn't term. that be what people are starting with? Aren't people just starting with the free-to-air television? Because the one thing to say, yeah, switch from Sky to Foxtel or something. But this is like saying, yeah, switch from your free TV to your other free, free TV. TV. And it won't cost you a cent, except that you'll need to buy the set-top box. So it will cost you. And uh, we're going to stop you skipping ads. No, not necessarily. Well, anything that's free-view bad. Anything that's free-view bad. allow you to. Yeah. But, the, uh, but, but the, they would say that Freeview isn't the badge. They would say that Freeview is the... Uh, collection of networks providing free to air content. Although that phrase television gives us so much, it's it's almost like like they're telling us off for for being ungrateful. <laughs> you know, how dare you not appreciate what television has been doing? Look, Mister Squiggle. Oh, Mister Squiggle. So more-, more moments, five more channels for free. Free view, more for free. Well, firstly, the more moments. Let's just let's just. Split that up. More moments. Well, surely, over time, yes. Unless they're just going to show us the well, past. Although the, there are there are some excellent comments on the blog. Now, can you read? I think Dave AA, um, or Dave AA. Sure. I, I'm Dave, assuming of the AA battery fortunes. Dave AA <laughs> said... Dave, Dave AA said, it's more like a lament for the old days of TV that was, you know, interesting. Yeah, because the show basically says, here's all the stuff that happened on TV up until about 10 years ago, is kind of what it, what it says, you know. And after that, it's just reality programming. And uh, and uh, Darren Lushner said, uh, it looks like a really bad episode of 20 to 1, <laughs> to, to which I, I respond, so what, the other ones are good episodes of 20 to 1? Uh, and uh, and uh, Nerida said, uh, or it looks like a Channel 9 news promo. And it does, because it's, it's cut together full of Channel 9 uh, 
Channel 9 bits and sure there are some Channel 10 bits in there and some Channel 7 they've made sure that they have uh, basically everything except for SBS in there uh, and they, they do put the logos of the different of each of the 10 different uh, channels up in the corner as it's as it's rolling through and so they've they've actually uh, crossed over the channel that they're showing the logo for with the channel that uh, oh, okay. the, the television was from and uh, and uh, well no no it's not the logo from where the television footage is from. No, 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 no. No, it's just... They're going through the logos of the 10 channels. I know. It's confusing and distracting. Yes. And uh, and that's what I find is the truth with Freeview. It's and the confusing SPS and distracting. Look like, a, look like a bowler hat. It's also, didn't weird. someone mention that now that we're down to t- 10 channels, it's like a weird kind of reverse yeah, auction. P- P- Peter Wilson said that uh, more for free. The last campaign promised 15 channels. This campaign promises 10. What's next? An autographed Carl Sanderland's fan card? <laughs> So yeah, by the time you see the next ad, three less channels than you've currently got. <laughs> Free view. It's like England in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant campaign ad, though. Like England in the seventies. Free view. I don't buy it. Hi, this is Jim Shembury from the Age newspaper. Just telling you all to listen to box cutters if it's the last thing you do. Josh, Brett, and John are the most informed, entertaining funniest guys you'll ever hear over a pod. I still don't know what podcasting is, but apparently if you go onto the ARPANET, you can you can get it. The ARPANET. Oh, the internet. I'm sorry. That was the old word for it. Yes. Box cutters. Listen up. It's great. It is, Jim Shambry. Thank you so much. I just want to drop for a moment. We're at Joy Melbourne again this week. So thanks to the lovely people at Joy for mm. providing their studios. And I, I appreciate their windows. We're in Studio One. I'm looking out um, up Burke Whose Street. Whose apartment can you see into, well, just, Look, up Burke Street to Parliament. It's lit there, up. Is there, there a naked boy up there Rain-slicked streets. There's trams. I feel like a bit of European art movie. I'm quite enjoying this. Yeah, that's the uh, Paris end of Burke Street. Is that it? Yes. All right. That would be the Eiffel Tower explained it, then. I wondered it, why that was there. If you, can, if you can look down the other way, there's the Dandenong end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry for interrupting you there, John. No, it's actually your segment, John. Is it? Uh, yes, this is uh, all, all about Henry Stride. Last, well, it's not my segment. Oh, it's not really your it's segment. It's everyone's segment. <laughs> but it's your rant. Last week uh, in The Age, there was a, an article about a talent agent slash scout. Talent scout was the term they used. I say beauty pageant judge. But yeah, much the same thing. Um, yeah, it was but- going, to, going to Melbourne Comedy Festival shows looking for people to take part in an SBS sports quiz show. Called The Squiz, which, uh, basing on, 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 the, on the guest she's choosing, I will not want to watch. Um, look, I, 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 this is very narrow to sent this link through originally, and I read it and went, oh, this woman's a moron, it doesn't matter. And then three days later, got furious for some reason, <laughs> and, and wrote a rant on the Outland Institute, um, some of which I'll condense now. But it was curious that... that um, uh, it's also popped up, you'll see a lot of blogs, a lot of Twitter, um, Jess McGuire on, on Defamer, um, The Age then ran a follow-up story this week, and anyway, but to give you the, the, the thing, Henry Stride um, is basically, it was a little profile about how she finds guests. Here's one of the first moments you want to punch her in the face. Oh, Henry Stride's a woman. A woman, yeah, yes. I, I, I'm guessing it's short for Henrietta, but she spells it H-E-N-R-I-E. Or it's Henri or something. Which is short for Henrietta. But, but this is the first bit. Tonight, Stride is searching for panellists for, for SBS's forthcoming sports comedy show, The Squiz. Pascola, Celia Pascuala, with her easy grin and chirpy, trails of betrayal, chirpy tales of betrayal, has caught her eye. And here's the quote. 
A lot of women's comedy is angry and quite hard, bitter, man-hating, lesbian-y. Not very many female comedians are commercial, but she's really pretty and her comedy's upbeat. She has potential, Stride says. So once you've stopped punching her in the face, um, it, 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 she goes on to say, uh, oh, there's so many things she says in this one I, article. It's say, hard to... I, I love the way you <laughs> quote her because it, it makes her sound like one of the judges from Young Talent Time. I, I have actually watched a bit of YouTube footage of her, and this is a woman who patently has no sense of humour. And I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm capturing her quite well. I, I have the Carrie Armstrong of her, you know, <laughs> at heart. Um, Commercial stations need to capture as much of an audience as they possibly can. Grannies have got to like you. Mums, dads, girls have got a f- um, f- f- word there, which I won't say. Keep our iTunes. Guys to be your mate. Um, she basically says she doesn't care if they're funny. I'm looking at the person for their marketability. Are they attractive, outgoing, warm? Being hilariously funny and the best comedian in the world is not the whole objective for me. Now, it goes on. I mean, there's, so much, there's, there's so much of this that I actually thought she was a made-up character. I thought it was a, a John Safran-esque kind of you know, pretend character. Um, so then David Brent kind of thing. Cause so, she, so you stopped being angry, went to bed, and everything was fine. Well, because no, so I, I first assumed, because she was just so foul and just so, you know, imbecilic. Um, and so I actually wrote to SBS Publicity to go, look, we might talk about it on the show. Just want to check, is she a real person? Because she doesn't come across as one. And they wrote back going, oh, no, no, she's a real person. I wrote back going, you know, the lesbian bit, that's actually just really homophobic because she's basically saying lesbian equals bad. And that's textbook what homophobia is. Don't you think SBS should apologize? And they wrote back going, Henry Strait is not employed directly by SBS, but is employed by blah, blah, blah. We don't condone a very formal kind of, you know, please don't mention it. And they also said they hadn't heard of this article before, which is kind of funny because then it sort of erupted. Um, Like a a teenager's pimple. So this Sunday, The Age... I think the thing, too, is we all knew this is how Channel 9 thought. Because Henry Stride started off, apparently. She's the casting director for Channel 9. They have their own. Um, And kind of that behaviour for Channel 9, maybe that's acceptable. So she would have uh, cast Comedy Inc. Yeah. But she also also would have... uh, You know, so her frame of mind is really... Are there any more Stefanovic brothers? Can we get another Stefanovic brother? Where can we get the new Katrina Roundtree? And um, and then there was an article, so basically showing up on the on the sexism, you know, inherent. Although people didn't realise that it wasn't just sexist. Her article, you know, comments are also homophobic, and they're also just they hate people. There's a bit where she basically and, mentions and comedy. She hates people, comedy, and, and, and comedy, and uh, any kind of individual. Thought. She mentions how some comedian is is you know fat, so he's allowed on SBS, but he wouldn't be allowed on Channel Nine. I think um, it's a J- Jordan from uh, from Axis of Awesome. Yeah, Jordan Roscopoulos. He's a generous physique, like American actor Jack Black, that she says is fine for SBS, but not for Channel 9, because everyone on Channel 9 is going to be good-looking, and he's not traditionally good-looking. She she won't even call him fat, though. Like, she'll say he's fat, but but catch it in the terms of a generous physique. And she talks about this meeting at Channel 9, in which they apparently had a meeting discussing whether or not a woman's eye being slightly larger than the other eye was going to be distracting for the audience. And at no point did she go, oh my God, I've wasted my life, which is you know, the obvious thing there. I also started making a list of people who, according to Henry Stride, won't be allowed on television because everyone hates them. And that includes Alan Bro, Mikey Robbins, Rebel Wilson, Mick Malloy, Michelle Laurie, Sue Ann Post, Peter Hellier, Frank Woodley, Sean McAuliffe, Andrew Denton, Gretel Colleen, Carrie O'Brien, Magda Zabansky, David Margaret. That's just off the top of my head. Frank Woodley. Oh, he wouldn't be, you know, do girls want to, you know... I think they do. Really? Yeah. If they want to go for Hamish Blake, they'd go for They're they're different people. If if, if you're a girl and you want to... Frank Woodley... Zero four five eight Cutter, <laughs> but this or, is if you uh, want to frank or, anybody. But, but this is my point. Hooray my Xbox my point is that the, the whole report has been that this is what Channel Nine believes, and it's a universal truth. Uh, hang in fact, on, hang on. I've just worked out what Brett's just done. It's gone. 
oh, hang on. It's a bit harsh on Frank. All those others, though, <laughs> sure. Sure. All those others. Let him go. But also, I, I, <laughs> but hands off, Frank. I'd also mention um, in the age that uh, there was a letter then published, 27 female comedians from this year's comedy festival uh, wrote a letter saying, we the undersigned would like Ms. Stride to publish a list in which she puts each of us into one of these categories. She's obviously familiar with the women on the comedy circuit and we'd be great to, with her to share her expertise. Henry, can we, be in any, can we be in more than one category? Please, do we get a prize for being angry, bitter, man-hating and lesbian And then there's a, a whole list included of course Hannah Gadsby who's a great comedian and a lesbian so you know she's never ever going to be allowed in Channel 9 ever and she's 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 a, a little bit lesbian there was a quote oh, from she was uh, she, she had a, a set in the uh, oh it was Channel 10 um, from the uh, Just for Laughs Montreal oh yeah uh, Channel 10 uh, yeah. Channel 10 but not yeah, Channel yeah, 9 yeah, not, you know, mm. lesbians might be acceptable for Channel 10 but there's no place for them on Channel 9 <laughs> and, not when you're the one and this quote from um, Catherine Devaney from, from the Sunday Edge from the follow up article Bogans with money are running the place and they're trapped in the 1850s and that's why commercial television is dying in the arse and people are tuning to pay, uh, turning to pay television and, pro- and podcasting for more relevant content how true how true um and, and that basically Australian television is run by insecure men in bomber jackets. I don't know. It's been interesting because apart from the fact that, you know, there's someone you hate and that's always nice. Um, it's been kind of interesting to see such a, an overt view into the mindset of commercial television in Australia to, to have someone being quite so upfront about how bizarrely wrong they are about everything. That's what I feel. Well, yeah. And, uh, and it's an independent production company making this show for SBS. So, surely someone from the production company would have to answer for uh, the, the things that uh, this woman has said if, in the if article. I, yes, if I was producing the squiz, I would be putting out a press release now saying, okay, sorry, we fired her, we made a mistake. Because basically, now they have this publicity saying, we've sent someone out to find perky, upbeat, but unfunny people to be our guests. Yeah. And that's not a show anyone's going to want to watch. Yeah. Oh, John... John Richards would be great for this show. Oh, but, he's curious. But, but he's, he's got those rickets. Yeah. He's, and yeah, he, rickets more, might be okay for SBS. <laughs> might be. Actually, no, rickets are okay for Channel 31. <laughs> but for SBS, we've got to get him some vitamin D. We absolutely have to. Uh, yeah, f- fascinating. Uh, we'll put links up on the, uh, on the blog. Lots of links. Uh, to, to all those articles. Mm-hmm. So you can have a look, make your own opinion, and uh, then tell us what your opinion is. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Uh, loyal listener Lindell wrote an email saying this should be a crap TV and, uh, and sent a screen cap from, uh, from the Channel 10 website trying to unsubscribe from Channel 10 emails. So this is more Crap TV Network than just Crap TV on TV. Uh, So trying to unsubscribe from Channel 10 emails, she had signed up to uh, Channel 10 when they had the new website. So this is going back... So the Razorfish website? No, 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 no. That was a long time ago. That was... uh, uh, What was that called? Scope. Scape. 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 There is no yes. escape. Uh, no, this is uh, the, the new website they launched uh, almost two and a half years ago. Uh, or one and a half years ago. Some time ago. Anyway, if you wanted more details, you could put in your email address and they would send you updates as, uh, as things occurred. So, 
she's subscribed to these emails, goes to the Channel 10 website to try to unsubscribe, does this by clicking unsubscribe on the email that comes through to her email account. That's an unsubscribe So, they're link. still sending a lot of emails to her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She clicks that, comes up onto this screen that says, unsubscribe from all Channel 10 and approved third-party email communications. Sorry, we are unable to unsubscribe you automatically. To unsubscribe, first log into the 10 website where you opted to receive the email and then go to the newsletter center within the members section and untick the appropriate boxes. Now, the, uh, the, the website that she went to was 10.com.au. The list of six websites are bigbrother.com.au, rovedaily.com.au, biggestloser.com.au, australianidol.com.au, 10.com.au, slash dance, <laughs> and videohits.com.au. There is no way to unsubscribe from this mailing list. Channel 10. It's so simple to do. It is. You should be able to go to one place and unsubscribe from any emails that come through at all. Yeah, but do you think Channel 10 actually wants you to? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's the law. Yes, it is legislated that every yeah, they, they're giving you an option. Mail they're telling you, you know, the way you can in do Australia it. must have an unsubscribe yeah. link that works. They're saying between midnight and twelve thirty, if you unless you're a politician, a frog, and you know, and and dance naked in yeah. the night, or, or if you write a strongly worded letter <laughs> uh, to the A Triple C, I think uh, must be the only way. That's what I would recommend. Loyal listener Lindell, thank you very much for sending in your crap TV. Uh, I I believe it's uh, it's quite crap. And uh, boo to them and everybody. Uh, hi, this is Scott Brennan. Uh, television, Scott Brennan. If you've got cable, um, not free to air anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really bitter. But um, this is the box cutters, and this is pretty much what I've been reduced to. If you watch one thing on television this week, uh, am I the only one who prepared anything for this? Keating the Musical. Oh. I saw it written somewhere. It's on somewhere. It's ABC, I think. Keating the Musical. Was um, it on, maybe it was on Sunday night? I finally managed to get a TV. I've got the internet back on, at home now, and I'm now about to write a very angry letter to iNet, because I now hate them. But, um, write one to Channel 10 as well. I will. But uh, yeah, but we now have uh, the TV. We, we had to find a way of plugging an ancient two-plug you know, like they had in the olden days. It's like living in life on Mars in my new building. Aerial, you're talking about. Yeah, the so aerial so thing. Two plug. Yeah, and then we went to JCAR and the bit of wire we needed to connect to the two bits they had no longer is made. So we went to a TV repairman and they gave us a tiny bit of wire and we can now get three channels. You could just use... It like is like it. living in the 70s. You can get three channels. Three channels, pretty much. Channel 31's pretty good, though. <laughs> um, we can't get uh, digital television. I don't know why. Set the top box can't pick anything up. Right. So, what is it? Freeview based. Are still in Zone One. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in North Fitzroy. I'm surrounded by organic bakeries. North Fitz. Maybe you're getting blocked by Northcote Hill. But it's very odd that basically, if you see one thing this week, I would be surprised. That's what my new house says. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for, for me, if you watch one thing uh, this week, I think it should probably be MasterChef because you'll get a taste of what's going on, and then if everybody's talking about it, you'll be able to say, you know what. I watched the first week of it. Quite frankly, not for me. Leave it at that. Never speak to the people you work with ever again. <laughs> then again, you might like it. Mm. I don't know. Brett, mm. Brett, 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 I, I, 
Master Chef uh, was obviously the uh, the cover story of last week's Green Guide, um, uh, talking about the massive buzz that it's got. The only buzz that I've I've picked up on is the amount that freaking Channel Ten are advertising it. Yeah, it's uh, I, you know people on the street aren't talking about it. There is no buzz. They're all it's, talking about Keating the it's, musical. It's television that they're advertising. It's no your restaurant, my restaurant rules. Can I just point out, uh, John, that with uh, with Keating the musical, if people want to see it. They will have to watch it on ABC Two? One, ABC One, oh, okay, at nine fifty-five Sunday, the twenty-sixth of April, mm-hmm. which was last Sunday, right? But it's being repeated on ABC Two, is it? I believe. Not oh. Well, it was already a repeat on. Oh, buy the DVD, ABC. people! Honestly, I can't do everything for you. I can't hold your hands. It's on DVD. Have they actually released that performance on DVD? Well, it is, yes, it they is have. available as DVD. Yes, I yes. was I was very underwhelmed by that when I had a look at it on on ABC Two. Uh, yeah, in some ways you're a very easy man to impress, and in other ways you're just <laughs> mysterious and mercurial. I, I, I was quite properly. disappointed. I, I was expecting to. to did, um, did you see the live? Did you see the live show? I no, I never did. I saw it at the comedy theatre, and I must admit, I. I but it's com- a film of a of a live show. Yeah, it's, it's probably with Keating comedy. Um, I enjoyed it, but I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I had seen it in the original fifty minute version up at Trades Hall. I think that would have been better. It, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was it was quite an intimate uh, performance, and uh, you know maybe sixty people in the room, uh, if that. I'm sure I'll be corrected on the, uh, the the number of people that could fit in that room. Uh, but you really felt like you were part of something wonderful happening uh, because the uh, the performers had to enter stage and exit stage all around you. Uh, that was extraordinary. You're listening to Stage Alive, the theatre podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was there. That's I what I'm saying. I know. And I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm just jealous. That's I'm saying. Right. I was there because I'm special. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't because I'm not. Uh, Brett, do you have? Uh, do you have? If you watch one thing, uh, something that we have talked about in the past. Eleventh hour is actually uh, starting on uh, yeah, telly. But, but would you in watch Melbourne it? this week? Uh, Channel nine on. <laughs> oh, it's Monday. It's today. It's. Right now, yeah, yeah, but you're listening Quick. to us live. <laughs> really, here out of the studio. Really, you're you're saying if 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 the box cutters listeners are going to listen I to haven't, one I haven't thing, had an, an exhaustive opportunity to have a look through the TV guide for this week. So why not just say I haven't, <laughs> rather than make them watch something crap? <laughs> Didn't you like it? Eleventh hour. Were you not here for the conversation? I, I'm pretty sure I was. I haven't missed a show. <laughs> <laughs> Not, uh... I like some I can mention. Maybe not physically. <laughs> maybe you haven't physically missed a show. Mentally, though. They've all gone by the wayside, Brett Crumpley. Sure. Oh. When, you, when you're as old as me, when growing up with the Sumerians, <laughs> then the memory starts to go. So, anyway, I think what we can learn from all of that is if you watch one thing this week, watch some of MasterChef so you know what people are, are talking about. Otherwise, go and get the DVD of Kitty the Musical. <laughs> Okay, question three. Which yeah, canal? All these going to be about war. No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box So now, last week, right? Last week, basically the question was go to IMDb. You know, some weeks, the question some weeks week, we try. Some weeks we try and actually give you, like, name that tune. So we ask you stuff you might have to actually research. Last week was just go to IMDb. Really, that's all you have to do. We just said three shows. So what's the question, what is the URL for IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> what is IMDb called? Um, it was we asked for three shows from Kids in the Hall, 
you know, members. We, mm-hmm. we reviewed a show, had a kids in the hall in it. We said, kids in the hall, hey, just tell us three other shows that some kids in the hall guys like, uh, were involved talk in. Talk radio? Uh, news radio. News would radio. It, that would have been an acceptable answer. You could have said Scott Thompson was in the uh, secret, uh, sorry, in the um, Tales of the City films. You, you could have mentioned carpoolers. Um, you've got bloody, you know. Lawn Green. N- n- not Lawn Green. Well, you, you, said, you said, and I <laughs> asked you a question especially. Yeah. Name three people yeah, involved. But wasn't Lorne Green the oh, guy sorry, from the original th- Battlestar Galactica? Yes, That's my point. Sorry, Lorne Michaels. <laughs> Lorne Michaels would have been acceptable. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, there were, there, were, there were so many. And what did you say? Nothing. You said nothing. Nothing. Nothing at no all. No one came through with anything. We offered you some crumpler shirts that wouldn't fit, and you <laughs> couldn't be bothered going to IMDb. Pink ones. See, they are cool shirts. <laughs> They're, they're excellent. They are well, such cool t-shirts. reflective logos. Yeah. They, are, they are cool t-shirts. And you know what? You, you, you slip this one on and get down the club, you'll be the hippest kid I'm not, there. It's too late, Brett. <laughs> you, you had your chance to answer. So many listeners, listeners, you had your chance to answer. I'm looking out the window. That's the what quiz. I'm doing. And it's beautiful. And uh, you, you had your chance to answer. Is, is that a tram? I think it yeah, must I think have been. it was. We, we heard the, the gong before, yeah, as one of them was passing. It's uh, saying man. hello, melancholy sound. That is uh, that is what you get from Burke Street. So they've had the, driver. They've I had watch TV. They've I had like their chance. You, to, you want a t-shirt tram driver? That's what I'm saying. Because these are just going to get burnt now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm just going to put them in a fire and burn them. Uh, should I'm, we have one more go? Should we have one more go at trying to give away? I think some that reflective price. logo is going to burn for a couple of years. If you, I, I don't think it'll but it'll it'll melt and it'll just be that crumpler man once happy now sad and melty. You may scold someone. Mm. John, do you have another simple look it up on IMDb <laughs> question? Uh, maybe maybe oh, everybody thinks that, that we actually get thousands of entries per week and there's no way that they're going to... This is the first time that I've seen a quiz with, with no with, entries. Where we had absolutely no entries Nothing. whatsoever. Isn't it the second one? No. No, I think it's the first one I've, no. I've observed. No. Did, you did know, we not have any correct answers the other week? Yeah, yeah, it was no correct answers rather than no entries at all. This one... Okay, this is what I... I Lawn Green, who I accidentally mentioned earlier, and not Lawn Michaels. Lawn Green, as John said, was in the original Battlestar Galactica. He was also the head of a family in a very famous television western. I want you to, <laughs> to tell us what is the name of that television western. Here's a hint. It's not Gunsmoke. Let Send your answer to hooray at boxcutters.net and you could clarify. Win. Yeah, what is Lawn Green famous for? That, that's basically the question. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Lawn Green, IMDb, L O R N E G R E N. I put in L A W N. Ah, see? See, that's why you don't get a t shirt. Take the one you're wearing off. IMDB.com <laughs> Email us the answer to hooray at boxcutters.net or use the talk to boxcutters link on the website or send it to us via, via text 0458 Cutter and, uh, and you can win a Crumpler t-shirt <laughs> It's a t-shirt It's got the Crumpler logo on it It's shiny and reflective and totally hot. And if you uh, saw our picture in the Green Guide, uh, I have one similar to it. Indeed. And it's not that one. It's not the one that Brett was already no, wearing. No, these are like new and everything. They're, they're still in the cellophane. Still in hold the it up to the camera. There's uh, no camera. And otherwise, because next week they will be burned. There's one to each hey, camera. Um, when I cast my pod, 
it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I must say I really love this, the, uh, the multi-camera angle switchy thing that we had uh, with the video podcast this week. No last week. video podcast. And, and we'll have it again this week. Because, it's 3D's uh, we, in at the moment. We've we have the, 3D uh, with it. the four, uh, the four um, cameras set up here in the studio. There are no cameras. There are, you know what? There are no cameras and then there, no, there are no PowerPoints. So we really have to finish this show soon <laughs> because otherwise my battery is going to f- go flat and we won't be able to play the outro. I've, I've got an extension cord. Nerida wrote in to mention that um, her work got sent a mass mailing from Channel 9, which is basically saying, hey, have you thought about advertising on television? And oh, really? Yeah. Um, there is a site, um, HTTP tvrsvp.com um, they're, they're having a, a, a sort of event it's an industry event to talk to people about this great new idea of advertising on television uh, which yeah soon will be down to kind of leaflets in your in your box saying <laughs> five ads a hundred bucks hang, hang on you can advertise on television apparently you can has anyone told Sean Brown apparently you can put ads on right yeah, yeah. think about that one Sean Brown yeah so That's- just interesting to see um you know, basically how desperate people are getting. <laughs> the the quote here actually says, this is like getting a letter from one of those dodgy timeshare holiday seminars, except the prize is a bit better. But just a bit. I think you can win a car. I could be wrong. But, uh, oh. you know. And presumably send customers to your, <laughs> to your product and or service. Uh, R- Rachel Griffiths is uh, going to be part of the Logie ceremony this coming Sunday. When you say part, well, I mean, what does that mean? She's not hosting. She's holding some sets up. Or she was one of the ones that knocked uh, the, the organisers back. She's going to be dressed as Gretel Colleen. There'll be 100 people dressed as Gretel Colleen, and then they'll all pull their masks off and go, ha, 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 ha. Uh, I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky kids. That tram's getting closer. <laughs> was that you? No. <laughs> really? It may have been my pants. Oh. It's not the uh, first time I've forgotten to turn that off this week. Josh's um, musical band. But you see, I've been waiting for nine years for Girl Colleen to pull whatever that is on her face off. Oh, Brett, what is it? What do you have against Gretel Colleen? <sighs> she was so painful. She broke his heart. She, she, uh, she left him there in that cafe. She walked out. She didn't even look back. Right. Right. Really? John Can't, said too much already. Can I, can I just point out, we, I've especially left plenty of time for pork. Oh, awesome. So, throw it all out now. Quick. Pork. What have you got? No, I'm done. Throw this, it out? No, no. Throw it out at the listeners. Hit them in the ears with your pork, Brett. <laughs> um, yeah. This, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Hit them in your ears with your pork. It's so wrong on so many levels. Uh, the executive producer last week said that... Uh, did, I, did I mention that uh, the executive producer said the Logies wouldn't be second rate? <laughs> Is this a new bold approach for the Logies? <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the Grown Transfer has uh, actually gone into production for a UK version uh, put together by the BBC. Uh, it'll be slightly different, though. Richard Huntington from uh, Saatchi and Saatchi and James Hilton from a company called AKQA uh, will be acting as the two team captains. Um, but uh, Team captains? It's not a competition. Well, well, they do know, have team panel, captains. They, they, they have the advertising. They have regular, regular panel members. Anywhere on the host? 
the BBC has also put out a call for anybody else in the advertising industry, but uh, apparently they've been a bit slow in the uptake. Um, Oh, hosted by the uh, reanimated corpse of Audrey Hepburn. Oh, excellent. I love her work. I, I think that'd be an interesting uh, show to watch, actually. Yeah, even even if Audrey doesn't come through. It, it'll be interesting to see England's take on, uh, because, on because advertising. Their ads, yeah, their ads are so much more kind of bizarre and complex. Yeah. I say complex. I can't think of a word for it. They're weird compared to ours. It'd be really interesting. No word in that article about uh, who the host might be. <laughs> um, great news to hear that uh, Channel 9 got done in the High Court. Yeah, Ice TV. We we put that up on the uh, on the boxcutters dot net site. If although, you're not, although some have been poo pooing the idea of paying for an EPG. <sighs> yeah, I know. The uh, the uh, we put that up on the uh, on on the boxcutters site uh, when Ice TV did win their court battle with Channel Nine, uh, with a big up yours to Channel Nine from uh, everybody on this side of that argument. This side being the side that I was on, being the side of the right. Well, the side of a a company away from a broadcaster being able to put together an electronic programming guide uh, for users to be able to use, whether that's subscription or or through some other method that it pays for itself. And there are plenty of free ones out there that you can use if you want, but uh, I think if you're going to pay for something, uh, then make sure that you're paying for something that does actually update the guide regularly and not just rely on things that were printed in the local that paper. does tell you which show Channel 9 will be running 20 minutes late tonight. That's, yes. That's the point, isn't that, it? That, that kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, congratulations, Ice TV. Uh, they're, uh, they've uh, been on... Well, Mark Edwards from Ice TV has been on this show uh, a couple of times and uh, talked to us about what they do, and uh, we're glad to see that they can actually be up and running properly again. No, I haven't really checked it out. How, like, how late to do they make updates to the programming guide... Um, yeah, as shows run late and stuff. Like I, the footage show, it, apparently, you would think uh, would run I think, I think late what they without do, actually... I think what they do with those with those shows is they use uh, uh, calculated estimates on, on how long they're going to be running late, based on how long they ran late the weeks before and... Mm. Uh, and what their estimates were, and uh, I, I think they've got... But, uh, but say the footy show went an extra 10 minutes over the extra half hour or whatever that they run every week anyway, would they then update the show after the show, after the footy show, um, to, to have the correct time? They might, but it really depends on how often your PVR is updating from their RSS feed as mm-hmm. well, and it depends on how often their RSS feed gets published. So, so if you if you polled the RSS feed every ten seconds, that would be the safest way to go. No, because no, that, that that would really <laughs> just take down their service. Bring down their service. <laughs> think, think, <sighs> think of that one, Channel Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah think of that one. Oh. Think of that one. Oh, what? Um, the music. Sorry, am I supposed to be reading something again? No, that brings <laughs> that us to the end <laughs> of Box Cutters episode one hundred and seventy nine. Very thrown by that before. <laughs> Oh my god, we're finishing already. From now on, you're, you're going to expect to read a letter every time the theme From comes From now on, on, I'm going to be in charge of <laughs> the music. Y- you know what? If you oh. would just trust me. Until we next have a booking that we can't get around. That's been Box Cutters episode 179. I want to say thanks very much to Joy FM for lending us their studio to record this podcast They're for you. awesome. Best views out, out of the studio windows ever. Ever. And uh, and amazing. and you can hear the trams. It's great. Mm. 
It's great. Mm. Uh, and uh, you can catch them on the web at joy.org.au. So uh, look at that. You'll find that somewhere. They've got some good uh, shows. Yeah, they do. And yeah. some excellent podcasts as well, which I've been listening to this week. Uh, and uh, you know what? I, I was listening to uh, to uh, the podcraft this week. Oh, really? Uh, did an interview with Jesse Thorne. And uh, and really interesting. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, there's a link to that at who's Jesse Thorne. Jesse Thorne uh, does the voice of Young America. Okay, it's uh, an American broadcaster. Uh, not, yes. not like not like a uh, Louis Theroux. No, 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 a, an American broadcaster. Okay, uh, did I did I seriously read something today about uh, him having a new? A documentary out. Someone on, on the blog has mentioned there's a new Louis through. We're so running we out, We're running out. Quick, quick, go, Josh, go. Also, thanks very much to Crumpler who give us things to give away to you, the ungrateful listener. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they just give us stuff to burn. I still love you, listener. You can find them on the web at crumpler.com.au. You're such a AU. listener hater. If you want to support box cutters because we love you, don't be uh, a hater. Can you shut the hell up so I can finish this? <laughs> If you want to support box cutters and at the same time, if you want to buy some stuff for yourself, mm. you can go onto boxcutters.net and click on the You Do Buy It UK store or US store, depending on if you want PAL or NTSC, respectively, or uh, Region 1, Region 2, whatever. Uh, we should put up a link to the Australian Amazon. There, yeah, there isn't one. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's like the video podcast. You get stuff, we get money. Everyone wins. Every, it's great. Everyone wins, and then we can keep this show going so that uh, Brett can just make it go longer and longer and longer. <laughs> hey, we've got a long time before we run out of CD space. If you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net, or you can text us 0458 Cutter. Dr. Buck. Until <laughs> next week. You're an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Doctor. My name <laughs> is Josh Canal. I'm Joe Richards. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.